Well, we were on a series of lessons called A Man in Christ for the longest that I've ever preached a series of lessons. It was, all, it was four months, and uh, hopefully we got some good stuff out of that. All the messages are on podcast and YouTube as well. But we're making a shift today. Let's talk about for a couple weeks at least this thought, why you need to pray. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, you need to pray. Come on. Y'all was saying that kind of like, should I say that? (laughs) Should I say? You need to pray. Or you need to pray more. Come on, you need to pray more. What what started this was um, this past week, I I wrote an email uh, to the church, to you, um, about what I believe that God's doing in the life of our church. And also, uh, just it's interesting, sensing in some things what God's doing um, in, in, in the greater Christian world uh, as well. Um, if you didn't receive an email, then that just simply means you're not in our system. So I would encourage you to get that connection card that Pastor Kimberly talked about. Write down your name, your phone number. Give us a little bit of information. Give us your email so we can make sure that you get the updates and some things that are regularly sent out. But um, the, the word that we gave, that I'll give it to you one more time in just a second, was based on Daniel receiving this word when King Nebuchadnezzar, if you know that in Daniel chapter 2, King Nebuchadnezzar has a dream. And King Nebuchadnezzar wakes up from his dream and he gets all his soothsayers and wise men together and he says, hey guys, I've had a dream and I want you to interpret the dream. And the wise men and the soothsayers said, King, tell us the dream and we'll give you the interpretation. And the king said, what, y'all just playing with me? He wouldn't even tell him the dream, much less could have an interpretation. So he said, you tell me what I dreamed, and then also tell me the interpretation about the dream, and if you don't, we're going to kill all of you. Well, Daniel was a, one of the wise men in, in the nation of Israel, and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they were also in, in that same uh, category as well. Not, not like Daniel, because Daniel had, uh, we'll find out that Daniel was actually one of, of three other men, four men total that were ruling the entire, uh, the, the entire kingdom. But Daniel was the top of all the rest of those guys. So, so Daniel was, was a man of, 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 of uncommon wisdom of uncommon heart. Daniel was a man that, that whenever anything was going on, Daniel had one directive and one directive only was, I'm going to seek God. I'm going to ask God. And, and so when the, when the edict came out and, and the king said, we're going to kill everybody and, and, and no one's going to be kept alive, uh, uh, Daniel had favor, as he always had favor with some of the people around him, kind of the people that were passing on the, the information. And, and Daniel then went to the king, and Daniel said, Hey, king, listen, let me just, let, give me just a little bit. Give me just a little bit, and, and, and let me seek God, and let me, let, let me, at, let me get with get, get my friends. Let me get with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and we're going we're gonna to ask God for some wisdom. And, and, and the Bible says they went to prayer, and in prayer, an answer was revealed to them. And, and, and it's, it, it's long, and it's, it's lengthy, but, but the phrase that God really highlighted to me um, uh, just for our church and, and for what's going on, m- maybe even prophetically a little bit con- concerning what we're seeing in Israel and what's going on over there. Here's the phrase, God is changing the times and the seasons. 
Can you say that with me? God is changing the times and the seasons. I believe this with all my heart. Um, what, what that means for us, what that means for you, what that means for me is, uh, is, is just simply this. I believe whatever needs to shift in your life is shifting. Whatever needs to stop in your life is stopping. Whatever needs to start in your life is starting. Whatever page needs to turn, like, like, like this chapter needs to end, that chapter is ending. Come on, somebody. That'd be a good place to say, place to say thank God. Come on, thank God. I, 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 I believe that. Listen to me. I'm not just preaching some message. I, I believe this specifically is what's going on right now, right here at Spectrum, in your life and corporately in our church I believe we're in a season and a time we're going to see God do some things that we haven't seen him do up until now. Can I get an amen? Um, uh, it doesn't make a difference how long it's gone on or, or when it started or, or whatever the report is. Listen, I just want your faith to be risen and, and to look to God again and, and to every day just praise God and, and this word to be in your heart, God, you're changing the times. God, you're changing the seasons. God, this is a new day. Uh, um, and again, personally, personally, what, 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 so, so what do we do? What, what do we do? What happened? Or, or how did Daniel get up to that point to receive this word from God? Well, well, it says that, 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 that Daniel and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, you read it in chapter 2, they went to prayer. They went to seeking God. They went to asking God. They went to petitioning God. We don't know exactly how long it took. But listen to me. When you come to God, God gives wisdom. God gives answers. God gives favor. All of a sudden, doors open or doors shut. Things that haven't happened start happening. So listen to me. Start praying. Listen, pro start praying. Let prayer be an everyday occurrence in your life. Uh, there, there's a scripture in Chronicles, 1 Chronicles 28, verse 9, and it said several times in the, in the Old Testament, here's what it says, if you seek him, he will be found by you. That phrase is used many times in the Old Testament. If you seek him, you seek him for answers. You seek him for wisdom. You seek him for direction. You seek him. Why, why do I have that thing on the inside of me? God, what are you doing on the inside of me? I don't exactly know. I feel like, like, like something's supposed to happen, but it's not happening now. God gives you that because God wants to do something in your life that will require you to pursue him. Pursue him. And so many of us, uh, you know, you know we, we, we just don't. Let's be real. We just don't. We, we, we pursue everything else. We, we wind up asking all our friends. We wind up going, going on online, trying to find a word that might confirm what we're doing. And listen, God's saying that, that, that's, not, that's not the first thing you ought to be doing or maybe anything you ought to be doing. I want you to pursue me. That's exactly what Daniel did. The success of Daniel the prophet was prayer. This brother navigated three different crazy kings. 
crazy stuff. I mean, you know that we had some bro- even some crazy relationships. The other guys we'll talk about in a moment that were around him that were on the same level as him in the cabinet, we would say, they, they were want, you know, wanted to kill him. I mean, there was an all-out assault against him, against, against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego with a fiery furnace, we know. And, of course, Daniel will mention the scripture of the lion's den. And all kind of crazy stuff going on consistently. And at the same time, this brother's heart was always, I'm going to serve the man that I'm under. I'm going to serve the government that I'm under, the administration that I'm under. I'm going to be used by God in a wicked place so that God can receive glory. That might be a word for you right now. You might be in a wicked place with a crazy boss or a situation, and I'm, I'm down with trying to get out of it if God wants you out of it, but maybe God got you there to do something for that place. Come on, everybody. For that place. Daniel's daily routine, listen, was prayer. Was prayer. His daily Routine was prayer. Scripture says in, in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18, just says this, pray all the times, uh, uh, one translation says. Pr- pray in every season. I love that, talking about God changing times and seasons. Pray in every season. Pr- pray on every occasion. He says, in the spirit. Pr- pray in English. Pray in tongues. Come on, everybody. Pray, c- come on. If you don't pray in tongues, you need to get filled with the Holy Ghost and pray in tongues. Kind of get in that better amen with all the, the shamba section. Come on. You need to pray at all times, in every season, <laughs> no matter what it looks like. The first response is always and needs to be prayer. Um, read with me Daniel chapter 6, verse 10. It says this, now when Daniel knew what the writing, that the writing was signed, we'll talk about this in a moment, he went home, and he went to his upper room with his windows open toward Jerusalem, and he knelt down on his knees three times that day, and he prayed and gave thanks before his God, as was his custom since the early days. Daniel and his friends, plus thousands of others, were taken captive. Sound familiar, based on what their earlier prayer was about Israel? taken captive from Israel back to, to King Nebuchadnezzar and taken them and they, 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 they took the, uh, we could say, the, the poor and the uneducated <laughs> and, and they were feeding animals and, and they, were, they were out in the fields and, and they took the, the wise and the educated and the students and the cultured and, and they taught them the language, read chapter 1 of Daniel, and they educated them in the customs and the, all, all what was going on, the system in, in the nation. And they, they made them and to, to, to lead and to help them and to understand things and to do uh, from their culture, brought into, the, into the, the, the king's culture of that nation and to bring some of that into what they didn't know. And, and, and it was an amazing system of what's going on that's still to this day. But this scripture, before what we just read, how we read that Daniel, when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, this is after King Darius was tricked by Daniel's cohorts into signing a declaration that anybody who worships any god or any man beside the king is going to be thrown to the lions. That's the parameters of Daniel chapter 6 verse 10. And 
when Daniel heard that, the first thing Daniel did was Daniel began to pray. So the question would be, what do you do when you hear bad news? What do you do? Do you freak out? Do you get on the phone and call all your friends? Do you go to drinking? Go to smoking? Go to chasing? Go to looking online at something to try to solve that pain in your heart? He went home. And he starts to pray. Notice again, Daniel 6, let's read it one more time, verse 10. Daniel knew that the writing was signed. He went home, and in his upper room, with his windows open toward Jerusalem, he knelt down on his knees three times that day, and he prayed and gave thanks before his God, as was his custom since the early days. Look at, let's look at... A few things that I see here that I think have bearing for us. The first thing when Daniel heard bad news was he went home. He went home. He left the environment that he was in and he went home. I think it's imperative that so many times when we hear bad news that we know where to go. Let me say this. Your home should be your stronghold your refuge. It should be a place of safety, a place of deliverance, a place where you go, when I, I don't care all the hell going on out there, when I come back to the house, when I come to the apartment, the condo, wherever you're at, wherever you're living, a mobile home doesn't make no difference, in a tent, if you're living in a car. When I go there, I'm going to get a hold of God. Come on, somebody. I'm going to get out of where I'm at, and I'm going to get to where God wants me to be. Daniel, the scripture doesn't say, he didn't talk to anybody before he talked to God. I can't say that enough. I believe one of most Christians' problems is they just don't keep their mouth shut. Listen, don't be that person. Let me say it to young people and older people now. Don't be the person that cries out on social media. Listen. Oh, man, help me, Lord. Don't be that person, oh, you know, and they did this to me, and oh, you know, and this has happened, oh, yeah, listen to me. What that, what, what that attracts is that attracts the demonic. Because anytime you start whining, and listen to me, when you read 1 Corinthians chapter 10, it says one of five things that ticked God off in the nation of Israel and brought his brought his destruction in their life uh, wasn't only sexual immorality wasn't only that but it says they were complaining complaining just plain old complaining and can I tell you something uh, just nobody really cares about your life can I be honest listen can I just be honest the only people that care about your life already pretty much know what's going on in your world. Talk to them. Don't talk to everybody else. Daniel, I know he doesn't have social media. I know he's not on YouTube. I know he's not making TikTok videos and all that. I know he's not doing all that. Uh, but, but Daniel leaves where he's at, and he goes home. He doesn't talk to anybody, but he starts talking to God. Can I get an amen? 
Second thing that he did, look at it, look what it says. He went to his upper room. I like the word his. He went to his upper room. Maybe there was another upper room. I don't know. But he went to his specific personal place. It was his room. He had his thing there. He had his little whatever. He had his little desk there. He had his whatever it was, but it was his. You got to have a place that is yours that you can connect with God. Listen to me. It's imperative. It's important. Jesus says this in Matthew chapter 6. Check it out. When you pray, when you pray, go to your room. <laughs> and when you have shut your door, pray to your Father who is in the secret place. And your Father who sees in secret, what's He going to do? Will reward you openly. Go home. Go to your room. Come on, sounds like a teenager, right? Go home. Go to your room. Shut the door. Don't slam the door. Come on, everybody. Shut the door. Shut the door. And go to praying. This is what you need to pray. You need to pray more. Maybe you need to come in and out of your car, come in and out of your uh, every single day, your house, whatever it is, and just you got to get alone with God and shut everything out and you need to pray. The scripture says... The Father will meet you in the secret place. What a promise. The Father who sees in secret. The Father, notice what this says, who is in secret. The Father who's in secret, he is going to reward you openly. Come on, everybody. Come on, everybody. God who is in secret. Come on, come on, he's in the secret place. So as soon as you go home, and as soon as you shut the door, and as soon as you start crying out to him, God is there. You don't have to wonder. You don't have to beg him to come. I don't sense you. I don't feel you like I did in worship on Sunday. He is there. Come on, everybody. Yeah, he's there. He's there. He's right there. Man. So come on, you know, let me, let me give a caveat and just, you know, some of y'all in the room that have young kids, you know, you young moms, you young dads, you, you working parents that as soon as you get, you don't even, listen, you don't even get it. Come on, let's be real parents. You don't even get a chance to wake up that little thing with, two, come on, that wanting to eat. Come on, come on, oh, come on. That little thing over there next to you or in that room, it's making you get up. Come on. So, so, so listen to me. Great grace to every parent, every mom, every dad, working it, burning the candle. All, all, all I'm saying for all of us in the room, don't give yourself a long leash. Keep the tension tight between playing games where you know, I'm just not, I'm just not all there right now. I'm just not, I'm just not, I'm just not, you know, I know I'm supposed to God, but I'm not. I know, I know, I know you want me to, but, 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 but I just don't want to. And so that's where we need to get our will connected with the word of God. Come on, everybody. He went home. He went to his upper room. Check it out what he did next. He opened up his windows. Notice again, he opened 
his windows. He goes home. He shuts the door. He gets there. Come on. He goes to his upper room, and he opens up the window. He opens up the window. He opens up the window, and he's starting to look towards Jerusalem. The windows being open are just symbolic for us that we know from the New Testament that the eyes and the ears of our heart are being opened to you. I'm opening, I'm not just opening the physical window when I go to pray. I mean, it's the wintertime, might be a little cold, right? But when I go to pray, I'm opening up my ears, not not just my natural ears or my physical eyes, but I'm opening up the eyes of my heart. I'm opening up my heart. I'm opening up the ears of my heart that when I pray, I'm having communion with you. You're speaking to me and speaking with me, and you're giving me direction. And I might not even hear it all right now. I might not even understand it all right now. There might just be a, a, a desire and a, 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 a knowing I should do this. I should call this person. I should stop that. I should start this. It's all going to happen when you get by yourself, you get alone with God, and you Open the windows of your heart. We, we know a scripture that we pray regularly from, from Ephesians chapter 1, verse 16 through 18. Paul writes this, and he says, I, I'm making mention of you in my prayers, he tells the church, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, check it out, will give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. What? The eyes of your understanding, the eyes of your heart, one translation says, would be enlightened. I, I, just, I, just, I, I, just, I just think I, I need to do this. I just, I just have, a, have, a, have a desire, have a burden, have a, have a yearn, have a sense. I, I need to do this or I need to stop doing this. All that's going to happen when you go to your own room and you open up the windows of your own life. We, we read this and we talked about this and we talked about a man in Christ, and we said that a man in Christ, remember that from our first, first session, I think, was caught up to heaven, right? Paul says, I knew a man in Christ, whether in the body, out of the body. He says, I don't know, God knows. He was caught up to, the, caught up to paradise, and he calls it the third heaven. So, so we're just simply saying that there are regular times in your life when you pray, you're just kind of caught up. You, you leave one realm and you go to another realm. I'm not talking about physical. I'm not talking about anything weird. It's just I know I'm connected with God. I, I know God's here. I, I know he's hearing me. And whether you feel it or you don't feel it or you sense it or you don't sense it, it's always happening. It's, he always hears you when you pray. Come on. So, 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 so in prayer, just look on the screen. I think it's important. Again, let's just, let's just settle it this morning. In prayer, we hear and see things in our spirit to contradict what we see and hear in the natural. If, if you don't go to prayer, if you don't, when you've got a problem, you've got a situation, and you, God, I know you want to change the times and the seasons, and, and, and I'm just not waiting for you to do it. I'm, I'm going to pray. I'm, I'm, I need some stuff in my own life, and I, I need help in my own family. I need something going on in me personally or, or in our church or what's going on in culture. I, I want to see you move. I, I want to give you glory and to use my life in a new way. And so I, I know you want to do it, so I'm going to start praying about it. But, but if you don't go to prayer, listen to me. 
You'll be a person, a Christian, you're going to heaven 100%, but you're never going to see things in the natural that you read about from the Word of God. You're never going to see things in the natural that, that even in your heart, God's saying, do this, there's more. I, I want to enlarge you. I want to move you out of this small thing into a big thing. I want to I use your life in a, in a grander way. And, and if you never go to praying, you're never, ever going to see it. Never going to see it. Answers are going to come there. Where you start listening and you're just, you're quiet and God starts speaking. So, so, he, so he goes home and he, 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 he goes to his upper room and he opens up the windows and, and ch check it out. He, he, he knelt down. I love it. He, he knelt down. He knelt down. And so just, just so we're on the same page, just really, I really believe this is talking about humility, uh, that, that, that a lot of times your posture, your posture is necessary. L listen, you, uh, personally, I, I don't think that you got to kneel every single time you pray, but, but let me ask you this. Has there ever been a time when you're praying that you did kneel? Has there ever been a time in a prayer where you were like beside yourself and you go, I don't know what to do. This is beyond me. You're tied up. You're taught. There is no natural remedy. No way anybody can help you that you find yourself on your face crying out to God. If you have never, I would strongly suggest there's going to be a time that God's going to ask you and God's going to demand of you your posture matters. Have you ever lifted your hands during worship and praised God for his goodness? Or, listen to me, are you clenched fist in your hand? I ain't never going to raise my hand. Have you ever sang and lifted your little, your little Botox lips? Help me, Lord. Have you ever? <laughs> I don't know why I said that. I'm kidding. I'm down with Botox. Botox all you want, baby. Whatever. Whatever needs to be tucked, lift, snipped, whatever. Come on. I don't know. Maybe that was the word of the Lord for somebody. I don't know. <laughs> have you ever bowed down? Have you, have you ever bowed down? You know, the scripture says when we go to heaven, we're going to bow down and throw our crowns before him. So, so I would encourage you to get used to it now. Come on, everybody. Well, you just, and I, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not talking about demonstrative. I'm not saying God doesn't hear me unless, but here's what I know. Every single one in your room is the same as me. There are times in my life that I know I should. Can, I, can we all be real? And there are times in my life where I didn't. And I just know that the Lord was asking me to bow down or to bend my knee or to humble myself and not trust myself in a certain matter. If I humble myself under his mighty hand, what, what's the scripture say? He's going to lift you up. So Daniel was a man that understood humility. Daniel was a man that understood, if I'm going to get God working in this situation, where, 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 where there's a, there, there, there's a crazy, uh, there's a crazy uh, edict that's signed, there's a crazy law that's signed that I can't pray to God, and, and anybody who's caught praying to God, they're going to get thrown in the lion's den. He says, I'm, I'm not going to heed all that, but I, I, I need some spiritual strength. And so I know where to go. Come on. I know where to go to combat all that. He went to his upper room. Come on. He got alone with God, shut the door, opened his windows, and he starts kneeling down. And look what it says. He prayed three times a day. 
So, so evidently, it just wasn't, uh, it just wasn't one day. Uh, he prayed three times a day. And I like what it says. Do you remember that last phrase it says there in chapter, chapter 6, verse 10? As was his custom. Come on, somebody. So, so, so Daniel just didn't start praying because all hell broke loose. Daniel had a custom of praying. So how about you and I just be people that start praying right now so that when hell breaks loose, which by the way, not prophetically, but by the way, hell is going to break loose in your life sometime. It always does. There's always going to be a challenge. There's always going to be difficulty. There's always going to be something goes on that goes sideways. It's called a sin-filled, broken world. And so we know it's happening. So the way to navigate those times is to have this reserve of prayer built up in my life, in your life, that as our custom is, we are praying people. Come on. Come on, say that with me. I am a praying person. Come on, I'm a praying person. Uh, what, what kind of praying? What, what kind of prayer? Three times a day? Check it out. Psalm 55. This is probably what the brother was doing. Psalm 55, 17. Evening and morning and noon, I will pray. Come on, let's read that out loud. One, two, three, read. Evening and morning and at noon, I will pray and cry aloud. And he shall hear my voice. Come on, somebody say amen, amen, amen. Uh, uh, pray in the morning. Pray going to work. Pray, pray, figure it out. Maybe pray at noon, you know. Pray, pray at noon. If you've got a little break, if you're going to eat a little lunch, if, if you can get alone by yourself for five minutes, pray. Lord, I'm just going I'm I'm to worship you. I'm going to honor you. I'm going to pray at night before the lights go out. And, 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 and come, come on, in my bedroom, uh, the light, I, I'm, I'm going to make sure the light goes in my life. I'm going to pray with you. I'm going to talk to you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to connect with you, Lord God. Uh, every day, all day, Paul says pray at all times. Pray on every occasion. I don't know if this past week, some of you football fans, Fans, you gals are maybe your football fans, but a lot of guys are. Uh, there, there's a great football player named Tua. You know, he's got a long uh, Hawaiian name or something like that. And he's playing for uh, Miami Dolphins, and he played for Alabama. All-star, phenomenal quarterback, uh, uh, great, great guy. And, and he went on, on uh, they were interviewing him, and they were, they were talking to him about, about what he does in challenging situations and what he's doing. And, kind of, and they said, you know, we, we saw you like on the sideline. What are you doing on the sideline? What are you doing when you're sitting over there? And, and they were saying, and he said, well, when I'm on the sideline, do, do you all ever see like my mouth moving? That's what he said. Yeah, you ever see my mouth moving? And he's, he does it all the time. He's on the bench, and he's got his helmet over there in between, you know, the defenses on the field. And he's a quarterback, so he's on offense, and he's over there. And, and he, come on, y'all seen it? They get those little, he got the little tablets, and they're showing them plays and all kind of stuff. And he puts it down, and he's just sitting there moving his mouth. And they said, he, said, he said, you know what I'm doing? My mouth is moving because I'm praying. And he said, I'm not just praying. You know what I'm doing? He said, I was raised Pentecostal. And so he said, I'm praying in other tongues. That's what he said. I'm praying in other tongues. And they're going like, he's, and he was like, going, you know what tongues is about? So he's preaching the gospel. Come on, he's preaching to these guys. So listen, here's, here's an NFL quarterback making about $10 million a year. And in between all that crazy stuff, he is praying. Come on, that means between you going to Walmart and you going to Target, you can pray. Come on. You changing a diaper to you making some ham and cheese sandwiches, you can pray. You can pray at all times on every occasion in the Spirit. Be led by the Spirit. So, 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 so do you have a prayer regimen? Do, do you have a prayer routine? Do you have one? If you don't, you better get one. You better get one. You better be persistent. You better be consistent. And you better be insistent of yourself and towards God 
that you are going to connect with him. Prayer takes on all kinds of different forms. Look on the screen. Just wrote down some stuff. Prayer takes on many forms. A praise of who he is. We've done that today. Worship is awesomeness. Come on, just think about how awesome he is. Come on, you're good, you're good. You're just worshiping him. It's declarations. It's taking the word of God, taking things God spoke to you, speaking them back to you. It's confessing the word of God back to him. A scripture, something that God spoke to your heart, and confessing it. Lord, this is what you said. It's also confessing of maybe sin or repenting of something going on in your life. That's a part of prayer. It's presenting your need to him. It's listening. Listen, it's stillness. It's quietness. I read, I read something this past three or four or five weeks ago, and it stuck with me. I can't get it out of my heart. This guy said, in, in the North American church, this theologian said he, said, he said, if most Christians had to sit for five minutes in a room and, 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 and speak and think about who Jesus is, uh, most Christians in the North American church don't have five minutes worth of Jesus in them. So, 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 so we got to have activity and, and, and we got to have Maverick City on. I'm down with Maverick City. And we got to have the elevation worship and we got to have, we got to have this all the time. And I'm, I'm demonstrative. If you know me, I'm, I just did that. I'm kind of that guy. But can I tell you something? I'm learning more and more in the early morning. In the early morning when I'm up, I like the quietness and the stillness. Because God, I'm going to be here. I'm going to be still. I don't want to say anything to you for the next five or ten minutes. I just want to be still in your presence and acknowledge that you're God. Your prayer will start changing over the years. Mine has, and yours, yours will as well. I want you to begin. And I want you to continue. I want your prayer life to develop. Daniel chapter 9, verse 2 and 3. Scripture says this. Here's another time. Daniel has got a need and he turns to the Lord and he says, Daniel understood from the scripture according to the word of the Lord given to Jeremiah the prophet. He's reading scrolls, not reading the Bible, scrolls of Jeremiah the prophet, that the desolation of Jerusalem would last 70 years. Check it out. So Daniel starts reading the scrolls and he comes to Jeremiah and Jeremiah says, hey, after, here's what he's saying. After the people of Israel, prophesying this, are captive, and they're in the place of desolation. It's going to be 70 years. And Daniel reads that, and Daniel goes, 10, 20, 30, 40, that, that time, that's now. That season, that time needs to change because that word to Jeremiah is now. Verse 3, so I turn to the Lord, God. What's he do? He turns to God and pleads with him in prayer, petition, and fasting, and sackcloth, and ashes, sign of mourning. And as Daniel starts praying, you read it. Those things that God gave him in Daniel chapter 9 and Daniel chapter 10 are end time prophecies, stuff that we might be walking into right now. Don't know, but maybe we are. It's definitely the last days. But God gave Daniel revelation and insight, and, and, and the, the, the mystery was unveiled to him. And so his response to pray was, Father, you know, what are you doing right now? 
You're the God that changes times and seasons. And, and I know, based on what Jeremiah said, this is that time in the season. Not the exact day, but the time in the season. And so he starts praying. I'm encouraging you to begin praying that the time and the season for God to shift things, start things, stop things, open things, close things, listen to me, is happening now in a heightened way. Come on. It's time for the church to multiply. Come on, everybody. Salvations and deliverances and come on, come on. Come on, people getting baptized with the Holy Spirit. Si come on, signs, wonders, miracles, outpourings of God. Come on, where, where, where cities and nations and people groups just get born again and get saved. It's happening, listen, all over the world, in different parts of the world. I've got an evangelist friend, he's a pastor, he's in Calgary, and he was in a foreign country over in Africa, and you'd be amazed at the tens, and I was like 80, 90,000 people in an open, open stadium, and, and I think 40 or 50,000 of them got born again. Incredible things are going on all around the world. I'm saying, let it happen here. Come on, everybody, let it happen happen here come on come on let it happen here let it happen with me enlarge me come on come on Isaiah says enlarge the place of my tent stretch forth the curtains of my habitations let it break forth in the right and left let all the nations come and hear the word of the God come on everybody this is the time this is the time I don't know what's going on exactly what what's going to happen in Israel in the Middle East wars and rumors of wars Jesus says but, but we are, we are living in last days. This is a time where God is wanting to change times and seasons, not only uh, on all kinds of scales, but for you individually. So come on, all over the room, let's stand up. Come on, let's just lift our hands all over the room. And come on, just for a moment, for about 30 seconds, just, just cry out to God. Come on, just a second. Come on, just, Lord, 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 change the time and the season I'm in. I, I look to you. Come on, that's our prayer. Lord, there's some things going on in my life, some things going on in my family, some things going on in my business. I need you, Lord God. Change the times. Come on, church, change the times. Change the seasons with my grandchildren, uh, with, with culture, Father, what's happening, in government, and, and what's going on, Father, uh, with, with sin and abounding. We know grace is abounding more, Lord God. Change the times. Change the seasons, Father God. Do some, do a deep work in me. Fa Father, let me be a person of prayer even more. Morning, noon, and night, Lord God, I'm going to cry out to you. I'm going I'm to desire you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray to you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to yearn for you, Lord God. Oh, Father, let my first response be prayer. Be prayer, Lord God. We're going to go home. We're going we're gonna to go to our upper room. We're going to open the windows of our heart. We're going to hear you. We're going to see you like never before. We're going to know you, Lord God, like never before. Oh, Father, we're going to humble ourselves. We're going to humble ourselves under your mighty hand. You're going to raise us up, oh God. You're going to do a great work in us. You're going to do a great work through us, Father God. You're not done with the body of Christ. You're not done with us. Come on, all over the room, let your hands be raised. All over the room. Lord God, we just lift up holy hands. Come on, all over the room. Every, every young adult, every, every student, every, every adult, we lift our hands. We lift our hands to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Do a work in us, oh God. Do a work in us, oh God. We bow our knee to you, King of kings and Lord of lords. 
Oh, we look to you, Father God, the great one, the author, the finisher of our faith. Oh, we thank you for Jesus today. Thank you for Jesus. He's changing the times and the seasons. The times and the seasons. Times and the seasons. Daniel received that in prayer. Daniel heard that in prayer. He got alone with God when there was a wicked king wanting to do wicked things. Daniel built a culture of prayer. Culture in your life of seeking God. It's not going to take much to move you to prayer. Easy, a yearn to pray. It won't be a wrestling match. I'm not trying to get God to do something. I'm trying to just seek Him. In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. So Father, begin a journey of prayer. Renew a journey of prayer in us, O oh Father, where we can please you more and more, and we can hear you and know you more and more. It's what we desire. It's what we yearn for. Men and women of God on the earth, assigned by the Father, for a specific time and a specific season that we can be used by you to change the clock, change the calendar. And we could even hasten the day of the Lord <laughs> where you're coming, Jesus. We want to receive more and more people into the kingdom of God. We want to be used more and more. Come on, while your head's bowed, your eyes closed, come on, give everyone the right to privacy in the room. Come on, no one moving around for just the next 30 seconds. The question we always ask at the conclusion of a service is, do you know Jesus? Are you away from him? Have you known him as a child, as a teenager, and you've walked away, but today you walked in the service and you're here and you say, I need God. I need God. I sense God in the room, and I want him in my life. It's easy. The scripture just says you just got to turn. You turn your heart toward him. You turn your eyes toward him, you repent, he's coming, running into your life. He's just waiting. And he's got nothing but goodness for you. So all over the room, if you want to be included in that prayer, when I count to three, you raise your hand. We're all going to say a prayer out loud. And you're going to be introduced or reintroduced into the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Come on, all over the room, you want to be included in that prayer. Come on, one, two, three, lift your hand all over the room. All over the room, that's me. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Thank you for your hands being raised. All over the room, all over the room. I want God, I need God. Awesome, young adults, we see you. Come on, young adults, we see you. All over the room, I need Jesus. Come on, is he talking to you? Come on, is he talking to you? All over the room, all over the room. Come on, say this with me, you that raised your hand and everybody else. Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you right now in the name of Jesus. I'm a sinner in need of a Savior. So I believe in my heart and I say with my mouth,
God raised Jesus from the dead. Be my Lord, be my Savior forever and ever. I repent, I change my mind, and I change my direction. Fill me with the Holy Spirit, and I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, everybody, amen. We clap our hands. We say amen to that. Come on, everybody. You're a new creature in Christ Jesus. Come on, old things pass.